Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hub World Podcast, especially three episode. Um, today, we're going to be breaking down some of the E3 announcements. Um, this is not our episode 21. This is part of our E3 um, special week of podcasts. So um, we will still address E3 on our first podcast back um, to the regular season. But until then, um, we do have all of this. So um, my name is Jules, and today I am joined by Mateo and Gino. And today we are talking about a very, 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 very special company um, who delivered quite a strong E3 presentation to the point where we absolutely can devote a whole episode to just this one conference. And if you haven't figured that out by um, looking at the picture that's in front of your face right now, or if you're on Spotify and can't see the picture, we are talking about Nintendo and Nintendo's E3 2021 Direct. Um, those of you who have seen it will already know how jam-packed it was. So we're going to go through it. We're going to um, break down some of the stuff that happened, talk about it. Um, we're not really going to tell you necessarily about our reactions. We might a little bit, um, but we did want to see our reactions. Have... Yes, exactly. We. We already had our live reaction, so if you'd like to see that, you can. Um, that video is uploaded to our YouTube account. Although, if you want to hear Gino's reaction, um, he may yeah. need to tell you a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be a proper E three video without something going wrong tech uh, tech wise. I had my mic muted the entire time, at least from a recording standpoint, because we were we were recording everything through Discord. And for whatever reason, I my mic and everything was working through Discord, but when I was recording through OBS here, the mic audio out of, uh, according to at least OBS, wasn't recording my audio, but Matteo, Giuliano, and Yako could hear what I was saying. Yeah. I could hear what they were saying. We could talk. But for whatever reason, my computer did not record my audio. And if you think you're hearing me very, very faintly, it's probably me talking from the other room that Matteo's microphone was picking up. So if there was any awkward like silences and just like where it's quiet and then Juliano or Matteo reacts. Yeah, that was me talking. You can kind of see it uh, glowing on the screen there. But yeah, I will give my full uh, opinions during yeah, this. As we move through. So um, yeah. if those of, those of you who tuned into our episode 5.5, it was um, where Nintendo did their last direct and we went through it. Basically what we did is when we broke it down, we pulled up the video, um, and we moved through it just so that we had something to look at to remind us kind of like what happened. So we're actually going to move through the direct, not necessarily in real time. I'm just going to be scrolling through it. I'm probably going to pass some things. I have to go back, and that's okay. Um, but we're going to just talk about things as they pop up on the screen um, and just share you some of our thoughts. Um, we'll also share with you some of the info that wasn't in the direct around certain titles because as per Nintendo, you know, they... They show things and they talk about it a lot later, especially with the treehouse afterward and a lot of the interviews. Um, so we have found out some more details about some of the games that they showed um, that they didn't necessarily show in the direct here. But we're going to get started. So yeah, Three hours of glorious content. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to move through here. So we started with uh, Takahashi and Koizumi, you know, like, welcome to E3. I think we're all a bit anxious at this point. 
like what's going to happen first. And then we immediately saw um, this guy right here. So not actual gameplay footage. Good indication that it was a Smash trailer. And I think we... Especially this and... background too. Like yeah, every yeah. Smash Bros. trailer is in that back. Has that as the backdrop. Is now this here was... is Ganon drooling here. Now this was cool. So what I liked about this moment is, I, first of all, I had no idea who it was going to be, but I liked yeah. this as like a little reference to Breath of the Wild Two because I think that's why they did this. That they opened like this. It's because they want us to think it was a Zelda character at first by showing Ganon kind of lying in the same open mouth position as he is in the original Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. That's the sense I got. I think he's drooling. I'm going to move my mouse onto the screen because we're recording this. Right here. Our audience can see it on my screen. It looks like Ganon's kind of like drooling a little bit. I think it's just his teeth. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Or the rain. Or the rain. No, it's coming out of the corner of his mouth. It's drool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's drool. So like, it's a fre- it's a fresh kill. But yeah, this is cool, and it was like, okay, what's this? And then, you know, like he's like dead, and then some guys like carrying him were like, I personally was like, what the hell's going on? Like, this is really creepy. I have a the... feeling, like, I'm pretty sure Yako knew exactly who it was. Yako knew point. exactly by this point. Absolutely. If you were yeah. listening to our live reaction, Yako absolutely knew who it was. Um, I and jokingly then, said it, uh, Ganon's the one ring, and they're throwing him into yeah. the, the coals of Mount Doom. Yeah, see ya, yeet. yeet. See ya, Ganon. We demon, The we, Demon King we, returning we, to hell. We, 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 we. <laughs> we. We did Yeah, so Ganon yeah. falls into the fire, and then this guy, some guy who looks like Hihachi, but is not Hihachi, but is clearly from Tekken, shows up. Uh, Kazuya, I didn't remember his name until it popped up on the screen. So, I love how the text, like the flavor text, is in the Tekken font. I think that was really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no idea who Kazuya is. Like, not in the slightest. Yako yeah, kind of filled us in. He's like, he was like the original... Like the main character of Tekken for the first few games, and apparently, I think Yako said it's he's actually Hihachi's son. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I I I knew this guy. I, I knew who Kazuya was. I didn't know his name. It's like Terry Bogard. When like when mm-hmm. I I knew of Terry because like I kind of knew King of Fighters and stuff just from being Yako's friend for all really long time and playing these games with him. And like I knew Kazuya as well. I just didn't have a name associated with him like i didn't know anything like that i knew Jin. i knew other fuck uh, uh, like hihachi and other uh, other few a uh, few tekken characters but i had no idea who kazuya was like the, I, the name like i just yeah the i fighting games as fun i like i like to play them but i don't really pay attention to like i've maybe played tekken twice mm-hmm. and that's like across all their games and that's like no disrespect like, to the series but yeah yeah and like like what do you what's your guys like overall like not hype, but like, like interest in this character. Like, Next for me, zero. it's yeah. Like for me, like I personally don't care for this character, and I know, uh, you know, this one more Smash character after this, and like, I'm not like I'm really hoping that that character has more broad appeal. But I understand the significance of Kazuya because not only is Tekken a really big fighting game series and it's really popular but also Tekken's a Namco Bandai 
uh, or Bandai Namco, I, I always forget what the order is, property, and they're the ones that develop Smash Bros. Ultimate, and this is their second character that they've had, and, you know, they deserve to have two characters in this game for friggin' making it, right? Pac-Man is their mascot, but Tekken's arguably one of their biggest franchises, so they... I yeah. like I don't care who the character is really, but they're deserving of another rep in Smash Bros. It's basically how I how I look at this. Yeah. And also and, and like if, my I if I can just uh, interject here mm-hmm. just for a little bit here. And I said this during the direct also, but no one could hear it. And like you know how we always joke about no Geno fans, right? Mm-hmm. Now this is just one less spot for Geno to waste. Exactly. Right. So not that we, he had a chance like, to begin. Not with, that he had but, a chance at all. Right. But, but it's it's a nice little thing. It, like you know how like people made the argument in 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 the past about like Smash Four having way too much Fire Emblem representation. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of fighting game representation now inside of Smash that isn't Smash. Like you have yeah. you have Terry, you have Ken and Ryu, you have Kazuya now, and like what's like there's four different fighting franchises and I understand that like this has never happened before where you have like the main mascot fighters for every major fighting franchise in the same game this is like this is unheard of but I feel like how many more fighting game mascots could they throw into this I don't think there's I don't think there's any more (laughs) like they got the main ones out of the way and not only another thing with Kazuya Tekken was big on PlayStation 1 you got another character that it's from a series that's very important to the PlayStation's history. So, like, not saying it, but, like, you know, Smash Bros. Kazuya is basically would... PlayStation yeah. All-Stars right there, right? So, yeah. so Kazuya, like, I really agree with your sentiments, both of you, of generally, like, I personally don't care about this character. I literally keep forgetting that a Smash character was even announced today. And uh, this will probably be the first time that when a new character drops, I just won't even go back to Smash. I'll probably just wait till Fighter Six. Um, but I appreciate that Tekken is getting represented. Yeah, because it, I, I, I feel like yeah. it deserves. Yeah, some representation. I do apologize for the um, the viewers here. Some of the pop ups on my computer just came up, <laughs> like uh, my Radeon software stuff and uh, a battle okay. net friend logging in my gosh okay well, like, I'm gonna, the, the cool I'm kind thing, of move through this while we talk yeah but. he's got an alternate uh alternate like costume i don't know the significance of that uh like we basically know nothing about tekken uh but like the stage looks cool Hihachi gets shown later but i like, guess that the Hihachi assist trophy or is that the no that's just in the background There's, yeah they haven't like, added and, and like Sac- like and like we'll see later. The, they give a date for the Mr. Sakurai presents, uh, video, that's going to be uh, aired on YouTube, uh, and like they're going to show more stuff there. So like, uh, but, uh, in general though, like I'm, I'm I would probably still play Smash Bros. that day just to get the spirits and stuff and like, chest the character out. He looks cool. Like, he he might just is just like a just a base impression is just watching him fight. He looks like the most oh, fun pause, pause, fighting pause game right character, in my yeah. opinion. Like, his combat is so fast uh, that, like, 
I don't know. Like, it just it just seems very appealing to me, just in that yeah. regard. But and I know exactly what Gino's going to say here. Yeah, uh, which is that you can see a destructible wall, like a destructible yeah. environment, which is cool. Well, even just how this scene translates into the next one for the story of this trailer, right? He beats the crap out of Falcon, and now he's carrying Falcon's dead body over to the lava pit. That's <laughs> so Kazuya is basically Nintendo throwing F Zero. Off the edge and just like throwing him and it's like he throws him Min Min. That Min Min was hilarious and he's like, oh god, it's on my like Min Min's arm is on my foot and he's like, ah, get off. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to do and the then same Kirby, with Kirby. Kirby's yeah. Yeah. bias keeps him alive. So, and what's the date for the Sakurai presents? Is June twenty eighth. The twenty eighth. Yeah. Okay. Also, so I'm gonna move through this. Hopefully, yeah. they wanna... end up more amiibos, but that's yeah. that's about it. I'm gonna move through it make... though. Okay, oh, go ahead. I want to make a quick little thing here. If you can get to go over to the Sakurai bit, Jules, where he, yep. it's like, he mentions that, like, yeah, we haven't recorded this yet. He's probably going to be wearing the exact same outfit and he's going to go directly into recording the probably. Mr. Sakurai yeah. Presents. Yeah, they're probably going to go just right into it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we spent a lot of time on a character none of us really cared about. So, yeah, but it's Nash. It deserves it. Let's yeah. move through. I let's be real. We're not going to talk about Life is Strange. We're not going to talk yeah. about pretty much any of the third party stuff. There's so many third party oh. games that oh. were in like every conference that I'm just kind of yeah. sick of. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll just say like a brief thing here. We were all kind of surprised that this game could run on Switch. We found out later it will be a cloud game. Um, so it will be running on Switch, but it's going to be a cloud game. You'll hear about our impressions of Guardians of the Galaxy um, in our other break uh, breakdown. Um, but yep. for now, we'll just leave Guardians of the Galaxy um, and we'll move into. We're not going to talk about Worms. We're not going to talk about Astro Ascending. We're not going to talk about Peter, Peter Molyneux's game. Um, uh, do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, yeah. briefly. Um, so the Monkey Ball games, I think the general sentiment of the franchise is that it hasn't been anywhere near as good. Like the most recent games that have come out, like or basically any game since two hasn't been really like unanimously loved by the fans, and the fact that uh, this is actually going to be a compilation of the remakes of the first three games: Monkey Ball One, Monkey Ball Two, and Monkey Ball Deluxe, Super Monkey Ball Deluxe. Um, those are are the three most beloved games in the series, and the fact that they're getting remades really cool. Those games are actually like they're they've never been re-released and they're kind of like on the more price like they're they're not super expensive but they're on the pricey side of game like for games and the fact that you're going to be able to play all of them the multiplayer modes in Monkey Ball are amazing uh this is a fantastic uh collection I yeah. might pick it up honestly like same with the, me. The, yeah. It's so fun. I love Monkey Ball, like the like the GameCube ones especially. Like I played Banana Blitz, was not a fan, and I traded it oh, in. As Banana fast Blitz as I could. is great. Eh. And then they remade Banana Blitz, and everyone's like, "We don't want Banana Blitz HD. We want Monkey Ball One or Two or Deluxe." And now that we're getting all three of them in the same game, that is probably yeah. going to be the same price as the Banana Blitz remake or or port was. Is pretty impressive. Like Sega yeah. really nailed it. So hopefully, definitely... hopefully the game runs well. Like that's the only concern I could even think of right now. But 
I'm definitely going to pick this one up as well. I don't think I'll pick it up right away just because as we'll get it's into just... later, October is a bit of a bit of a stacked yeah. month. But that being said, I think that um this game is like Mateo said, like fantastic for bringing back the old ones. I'm hoping that they take a page from Banana Blitz HD because so I owned Banana Blitz on Wii. I actually really like Banana Blitz and I considered buying it on on Switch for one reason. Which was that Sonic was playable. Oh yes. I really hope that they carry that over into this one and have Sonic be playable in Banana anniversary. Do it. They should do it. As like a crossover between the anniversaries. It'd be really fun. But yeah, no, I, I these games are some of my favorite from the GameCube era. Like I loved playing these at my cousin's house. Um and they're really fun games. Or um so I think like this is a great way to celebrate the series. And especially because Super Monkey Ball is almost like it's like a flavor of the month game. Like it they will never ever make another monkey ball that's going to catch people's attention because monkey ball at the end of the day is like what it is right you can't innovate it you can't make it any different than what it is it just is what it is yeah and i think being able to go back and replay the original ones which were the peak of the series and probably is never going to surpass that i think is way more interesting than trying to make a new one because it's just gonna be more of the same and you're going to just be yeah. trying to emulate and replicate the old ones. And I think just playing the old ones is probably better. So I don't know if you have yeah, anything to say about Monkey Ball, Gino. Unless they want to do a Wear Monkey and try to make a gritty, oh, edgy monkey. remake. Okay. <laughs> Should I let it go through now? Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so after Monkey Ball, we had this, this one. This was this amazing. Like first major like surprise of the direct. I'd Absolutely. say first major surprise of E3. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I know. Well, yeah. I'm, Honestly, I'm... like looking back at what was announced in the direct, because like obviously like we're talking spoilers about the direct because we're here and I'm I'm assuming that our audience has already watched the direct and everything. Yeah. At this point. This looking like looking back at the Mario Party announcement that we got this is the real sleeper success of mm-hmm. E3 I think I agree the return the return to form for Mario Party and it's not it's just that it's, it's Nintendo acknowledging the fact that fans consider primarily Mario Party 2 and 3 to be the best in the series and that these games are like the mini games seemingly are like there's many games from throughout the history of Mario of every Mario Party game probably aside from 8 and Super because of motion controls but you have all the other games there but we looked at like the breakdown of the board of the, the mini games that are there and the vast majority of them are not like I'd say a good two thirds are from the N64 games and yeah. the boards are in only N64 boards so that in a way that's like Nintendo yeah. saying like yeah we understand them, we hear what you're saying like yeah it's them acknowledging that the board game structure like while the mini games have been good from all of them the board game structure has never been better than it was in the original N64 um one of the big fears that we kind of had when we first watched this is like well the boards are back but is the economy fixed is this still going to feel like the N64 one and after watching the treehouse 
I feel like all of us are pretty um, well, confident that, well, stars still cost 20 coins. Like, for the most part, like, mini games work the same way they did in N64. They're being a little nice. Yeah, stop to... it right here. Stop it. Oh, go back where it says the five boards from the N64 era. Yeah. So we saw two of them here, and we know that there's a third one that was announced. Yeah, so the uh, third one we... was. Yeah, no, we'll talk about that. But yeah. um, just quickly but... about the economy. Okay. Um, the. I'm in complete agreement with you, but I f- like this could just be me uh, panicking a little bit. But watching the the trailer and watching the Treehouse stre- uh, demos, I feel like coins are gonna be like like it's gonna be way too easy to get coins. You're you're gonna it'd be like it's somewhat co- like common to have players with over a hundred coins by the end of a game in Mario Party. But like watching the Treehouse stream, like there were. Like a lot of players, like like th- three of them, I think at one point had over like seventy five coins at one at one time, and I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Like, especially part in- of the reason for that is look at the board right now. Like, look at Peach's birthday cake, for example. Yeah. Look at that board and look at how many lucky spaces you see. And that's and the those thing. lucky spaces are the ones that do that, right? And those weren't look- in the originals. There's seven Yo. that we can see here, plus the however many hidden blocks that you get, plus the versus tiles, plus when you win a mini game, yeah, you get your ten coins. Second place gets three. Third place gets two. Yeah, like so. Definitely, you're right. Like people might have more coins, but that being said, um. I still don't envision that it will be that, yeah, that intrusive. Um, I think like I'm worried about the coin economy being a little bit overbloated, but I also feel like in the original three Mario Party games, all of the boards had these coin features where you could like pay to set up traps or pay to do little interactive bits, and no one did them. So now that you're going to have an overabundance of the coins. You're more intrigued, like, for instance, on the birthday cake map here, you're more intrigued, like, oh, do I really want to spend 30 coins on the large strawberry, or do I want to save up my coins for the star and maybe an item? That's the thing. The other thing you have to consider, too, is, like, so let's say this map. Sure, there's a lot of lucky spaces. So, like, let's say almost every player can get up to 100 coins, but doesn't that just make this map more dangerous? Because, like, look how many spots there are to plant piranhas. And if you have 100 coins, why wouldn't you pay 30 coins to plant that really dangerous piranha, which I believe takes all of your coins? No, it doesn't. It takes a star. It takes a star? There's no boo on this map. So you place oh. the large piranha and it steals the star. Okay, and then the small one takes half your coins, right? Yeah. Because so on that. Peach's birthday cake, the star doesn't move on this one. It's yeah. just you're climbing to the top and you're just avoiding the green spaces. So but the, the so piranhas. there so there you go. So but even in that, like in this course, even though the coin economy might be big, like if you could lose half your coins anytime you land on one of those exclamation points like sure like there might be 400 coins on the map but it's constantly going to be shifting yeah right i love the return of chance time also yeah i agree although it doesn't look like there's a chance time on this map on this it might be in the bowser area maybe um but anyway um so we have peach's birthday cake peach's birthday cake so i'm gonna kind of move it through a little bit to 
We have to show you. So that's from Mario Party One. So here's Space Space Mario Party Two. Yeah, and we also have the confirmation announced. Yeah, you want to you you say it. You You can say it. You can. Okay, so we also have a confirmation for Woody Woods from um, the the tree level from Mario Party Three. So, what other two maps do you think realistically could get into this? I, I kind of want to go into a little bit of speculation with this one, just it because could we were be having any, a little bit of fun with it earlier. It really could be any. I think, like, I think there's some, like, I don't know if they're going to do Mystery Land, and I don't know if they're going to do, like, I want to say personally, I hope they're from two and three, because one, like, I like Mario Party one. I don't love the maps. The other thing too is that the Mario Party One maps don't have item shops and they don't have banks. So I feel like having two maps that are like that would be a little bit much. No, they did add the item shop to um, Peach's birthday cake. It's are you sure? Star. Yeah, it's at the to- Toad is at the top of the cake. Mm. Let me take a look. Um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, the yellow Toad. You can kind of see his head in the bottom corner of the screen. There, he's on the top. Oh yeah. Layer. So after you get the star, then you can go. You can choose to go around and get an item, or you can go around the loop of the cake again. But if you take oh. the toad, you have to go around into Bowser's area, so it's a little dangerous. Um, so we were saying, like, what what other maps would we like to see? I personally would like to see Deep Blooper Sea from Mario Party Three. Uh, yeah, that, with, that's with... my favorite map from Three. Yeah, that um, or 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 Waluigi Island. Uh, I can't see any Mar- one Mario Party having three maps. So, like, I would no. my choice would be either Deep Blooper Sea or Waluigi Island from three, and then from two, I want uh, was it Western Land? Western Land's Those a good are... one. What about the pirate one? See, that I one's like really the pi- good too. The, <laughs> the pirate map. I think the pirate map could satisfy like the ocean vibe because we have like yep. the cake one, which is like the cutesy one. We have Space Land, which is like outer space. There's definitely going to be a wa- uh, we have Woody Woods, which is representing like kind of like a forest. A forest, map. yeah. We need. I feel like there, there either needs to be like a water, like a water level representation, either. Yep. And that's where the pirate level or the um, deep blooper sea would fall into place. Or but Mario Party the, Five, the, sorry, Yoshi's Party, the Yoshi or, one from Mario Party One as well, where yeah. um, Toad and Bowser are on the opposite sides and they keep shifting. Like that could also be yeah. a potential one there. Yeah. And then we were we were kind of talking about like comparing the five maps of Super Mario Party, and there was like the villain one where it had it was like Chemix like Gold Tower or whatever it was. And what about Bowser Land from Mario Party Two? Two. As, like, or the or Waluigi's Island. Map. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could be. Like, I, I'm more inclined to believe they choose Bowser Land. Yeah, because Waluigi's a just he's well, Waluigi is the man, the myth. The legend, the meme. Uh, Bowser's more, I'd, I'd say, villainous or like an iconic. Especially villain. if he's not playable, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Is that's why I was thinking that too? Is because it's more because of his lack of a playable status. Now I want to move into away from board speculation, like maybe not necessarily mini game speculation, but like talking about the mini games. So we see a lot of like wonderful awesome mini games here from across the series so again they're going with this 100 kind of like the mario party top 100 but the difference here being that um i believe they're pulling from all the games whereas i think mario party top 100 didn't um i think it only took from the first eight i may be wrong though don't quote me um i think it took from every game that was released up to that point but okay i could be um, wrong but um either way 
Um, so at this point in time, through the treehouse and through um, screenshots and through the videos, like there have been 53 of the 100 games have been confirmed. And those games are overwhelmingly N64. So I believe if there was 10 Mario Party 1 games, 11 Mario Party 2, and 18 Mario Party 3, which totals 39 of 53. And then there were a few from all the other games. The only ones missing right now are there's no games from Mario Party 8 so far, and there's no games from Super Mario Party. Um, now, I I personally believe that the reason for that is because there's not going to be many motion control game, if any at all, because um, one of the things they advertise later in the trailer um, is they show it being played on a Switch Lite, right? And they say that this game will be compatible to Switch Lite. And I think that's a big selling feature because the big thing about Super Mario Party is that it couldn't, like, it could be played on Switch Lite, but you had to jump over hoops and it, it was a crappy way to play it. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't you have to, like, pair somebody else's Joy Cons? Because we have to pair Joy Cons to the Switch Lite and play with Joy Cons, but the problem with that is that the jo- the Switch Lite doesn't have a kickstand, so you can't keep it up. So you basically have to have it like flat on a table and play with Joy Cons, like looking down at a tiny screen. And I feel like that's a very like inoptimal way to play Mario Party. Like there's unless you really, 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 really want to play Super Mario Party, it was really inconvenient. And so I think that this is going the other direction and they're even saying like this can be played on switch Lite, like yeah so i would love now, to see them add to this as like a platform like have this super, um part mario party superstars and like just like okay here's here's the gamecube era map so you can get you can use a dlc buy five more maps and a bunch of mini video games from that era uh, sorry a bunch of mini games oh, that would that be cool with new boards and things that would be really no. cool I think the reason that they didn't... Oh, and they brought the Koopa from Mario Party 2 with the little flag back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yep, I noticed the that. with the flag. There's, I didn't actual, notice that. there's art of him, too. Um, yeah. So now, I the only issue I have with that, Gino, is while I think that would absolutely be cool as a DLC thing, I think the reason they stuck with the N64 ones instead of going like a map from all throughout the series is because after I Mario Party 3... You could lump Mario Party 4 in there if you really, really wanted, but I would even say Mario Party 4 does this. But basically, after Mario Party 3, the series started to try and do something different every single game. And they become very substantially different. The only So, not necessarily, though. Uh, sorry, yeah, let me say four this. Didn't really, so, 4 didn't really four do that. But 4 did, because it overhauled the item system like in, like in a very significant way. So, to put Mario Party 4 maps in this game it wouldn't be able to use the combined item system that they have right now because all they had in that one was mini and um, mega mega mushrooms. And then when you get to Mario Party 5, the item system is even more drastically overhauled because it becomes orbs. So what they would have to do is if they were going to do GameCube maps, they would have to have very functionally different ways to play. Like they couldn't really fit this mode because... Um, five, six, and seven maps all use orbs, so they could do something like that. They could be like, "Here's like a bunch of here's a GameCube board expansion from five, six, and seven, and then it would in- introduce orb gameplay." And those maps just don't have items. But I think if they didn't want to have to shift anything or make it a big change, they would have to stick to the N64 boards. 
Yeah, or they just add, like, okay, here's the rest of the boards. Here's all of them. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm is not there getting my hopes for, for DLC yeah. for this game. I'm not just either. based on Super Mario Party. And I don't think but, it needs, to be honest. Yeah. Like, we had... Super Mario Party had four really small boards. Or three, actually, three really small ones and one, like, okay size board. But... This game's got five boards, and most of them are bigger than any anyone in Super Mario Party. So, yeah, like my biggest hope is that the roster is more than like ten characters, because like the 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 eight characters that were in Mario Party Three will probably be in all the games, and then we have Birdo as well. So and Rosalina, not gonna, and Rosalina. So like that's ten characters right there. I'm hoping for more, but once again, well, like the, the roster won't limited. be the size it was in Super Mario Party. Like, we're a little limited because, for example, Bowser won't be playable because Bowser's Bowser yeah. in this game. Toad and Toadette won't be playable because of the hosts. Um, Koopa's yeah. not going to be playable. He's also kind of, in a way, a host. Boo won't be playable because Boo is going to be stealing things. So, like, I feel like if we're going to get anybody else, um. I don't think it'll be villain. Like I would love for Bowser Jr. Don't get me wrong. I personally don't think it'll happen. But um, I don't think I think twelve would be a good roster size. Like I think if they pick two significant characters, so let's say throw Diddy in there and Bum throw Bum. oh Gino or Boom Boom. I don't oh know. Gino. It's gonna Gino. be a at Jules. There's gonna be a minion no. that no one like is could expect to be in the game. That's gonna be just throwing charge and Chuck. With Pauline, but yeah, ideally, like if, cool. if I were going to say the last two characters should be Diddy, and I think Diddy and Bowser Jr., but I don't think they'll throw Bowser Jr. in there, um, or Diddy and like Pauline. Yeah, I could see but, that. Um, but is there anything, any last things we want to say about Mario Party Superstars before we move on? I can't um, wait for Mario Party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want yeah. this yesterday. Yeah, I, um, yeah, and it's honestly it's as like that's the thing is it's not even that far away, but it feels so far away now that we know it yeah. exists. Again, you know? October is going to be stacked. And know what's sad? The saddest part of all of this is that I appreciate that it's coming this year. I really think this game would have been so much more successful if it came out last year in the middle of the pandemic. Because yeah, now we're moving hope. into lack of pandemic, but this could have been a pandemic game, like online Mario Party return to form classic. Like would have sold like crazy when it when it launched because everybody would have been like, let's play Mario Party online. And then it would have sold like crazy again when the pandemic ended and people are like, let's play Mario Party in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing well, is, we should like, quickly with- just talk about the the online. We actually didn't talk about that. Um, we called we called something in our predictions video for Nintendo. Um, we the so Mario Party Superstars will have online multiplayer, like Super Mario Party now has, but it also will have the ability to save your games. The top of every turn, the game auto saves. So, like for whatever reason, you can't finish your game, or you're going to resume it at a later time. You can resume from the top of the 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 new like the new set of turns. And start from where you were, 
And I think that's a fantastic quality of yeah, life feature. It's a very that, like, good feature. That like, you know, those are very few yeah. and far between with Nintendo games sometimes. So like, we yeah. got to thank our, uh, our lucky stars on that one. But that's, yeah, that's I, all I had to say. Oh, okay. I, well, when, well, what I was going with, with like, we predicted something like I, like we were talking about like the possibility of a new Mario party game being announced yeah. during our predictions video well, we were like eh, that would be cool because why would they throw this random online update we were like it's well, got to be a test for something it's got to well, be a test for i mean something. It's i gotta still, be a test for something. i stick by my guns and i stick by my i did think that that was was not i i admit defeat but i'm i did not say that i yeah, i don't yeah. think we predicted it you I guys did. predicted it i was like, adamant I, I was adamant like it, it had to be for something and i'm so glad I'm glad I was that this I'm, is going to be a thing. I was wrong in the best way possible because even if this was Super Mario Party Two, I would have been hyped. And the fact that it's a Mario Party game that I'm not just settling and being like it's a new Mario Party, so I'll like it, and actually being like, whoa, like this is the first Mario Party since literally I was a child that I actually think looks good, like really good, yeah. like you yeah. know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, let's let's, let's, let's move, move through. Yeah. Because um, so, this is another then then the, the announcement after this one is also a good yeah. one. So we got to bring yeah. back Mario Party Trophy though. That's what I know. Is yeah, we got to bring we that had, back. We we need to bring back a Mario Party Superstars Trophy. Yep. Um. So quickly, so. they just mention here that uh, Mr. Takahashi just says right here that hey, Metro Prime Four still in development. We're working on it, but here's a new Metroid game, a new game in the Metroid series. So at this point, I'm like, hmm, is it going to be a brand new Metroid game, or are they just going to consider a remake to be a new Metroid yeah. game? And then we see this, I'm like, oh, yeah, we, we all lost our mind. We lost our minds at multiple points in this trailer, but that was the first moment where we saw Metroid Five. Like, yeah, holy shit! And when and we then, saw Metroid Five, I was, I, I did say Nintendo just won E3. <laughs> I mean, Nintendo won E3 before this. Samus's they won E3, they won E3 when they showed Smash. Samus' like, <laughs> suit in bad. this game looks incredible. And I know like she's going to have like new suit upgrades and stuff in the game, probably. But like this is arguably like one of my favorite suits she's ever had in a Metroid game. Yeah, I was a big fan of and, the Fusion suit. And this is like a really nice callback to that with the blue. And like... Like, I, I was saying before we started recording, but, like, after watching... I watched both Treehouse segments that they had for this game. Uh, for... Uh, and, like... Well, we'll, I'll just, we'll see. I'll, I'll get it... Uh, uh, reveal the title, and I'll, we'll talk about the title quickly, and then we'll go to what I had to say. Metroid. So we were nuts. Listen up, dread. kids, it's history time. It's history time. Mateo, tell the story. So the last new 2D Metroid game was Metroid Fusion, and that came out in 2002. So it's been 19 years since Samus's story has progressed. Every game that's come out since has either taken place before, or it's been a remake of a prior Metroid game, like Zero Mission or uh, Samus Returns. So the fact that Samus's story is going to continue is fantastic. Uh, and also, um, Jules, what was the quote that Sakaguchi said? It's this is going to be the close. Like it's going to be. This the will end. be the conclusion of the five 
part saga that begun with Metroid 1. Um, and they called it the conclusion of the Metroid or the Samus Metroid story, as in the conclusion of Samus's story revolving around Metroids themselves. Mm-hmm. So the hi- the history of Metroid Dread is really interesting because, like, I think there was an, there was talks around about this game being made in the early part of the DS's lifespan, so like in two thousand four, two thousand five, around there, and then. It was in it was brought up in interviews, I think, and then in two thousand seven there was a name drop of Dread or something like that in Metroid Prime Three Corruption for Wii, and like shortly after that, the game was canceled without like Nintendo didn't say anything, so like people were expecting this game to come out and it never did, and there was there was, was like this game was always one of those games that. People thought, like, are they ever going to make it? Are they ever going to make it? It's kind of like Mother 3 in a way. We're like, is it, is it going to come out in the West? Like, Metroid Dread was infamous for that. And, you know, there were rumors before this Direct about a new 2D Metroid game being made. But, like, I wasn't... I, at no point did I think there was gonna, it was going to be Metroid Dread. I thought it was going to be a remake, probably. Or a sequel to... Uh, Fusion, but it would just be it would go its own thing. Yeah. It'd go its own so way because like, never maybe, imagined Metroid Dread. Yeah. And and Sakaguchi said like he always wanted to make that game, but apparently at the time in the DS, the hardware couldn't complete his vision for the game, which I assume is the Emmy like predator yeah, the, type the system. Predator enemy. Yeah, that's what so, I'm thinking too. And that is how I want to segue into the gameplay. So basically, it's been a long-ass time since there's been a new 2D Metroid, and Dread has been was dead for such a long time, and now it's been revived, basically. And it's so I find the speed of the game, it to me, just from looking at it, it seems like this is the fastest 2D Metroid. Like the traversal that Samus is going to be able to do in this game is so fast compared to any other Metroid game, because like Super Metroid. It's pretty slow, and but and that, that works for that type of game. But because Samus is now being chased, that chased down, like and hunted basically by these enemies that you you pretty much can't kill, you got to be constantly moving. And that was kind of like that in in Metroid Fusion as well, but this seems faster than Fusion. And Samus, like, oh my god, I'm just looking at this. I'm just, I honestly still can't believe that, like. This is a thing that we're talking about yeah. right now, <laughs> but and like it's coming this year. Exactly, like, this year they're, too. They're, it's they're, not even like an, late. Another yeah, October, October eighth, like October, early like October. Nintendo's month now. Yeah, right. But anyways, back to what I was saying about the gameplay. It's just like, and I love how they brought because this is a Mercury Steam developed Metroid game, so it's the same people that made Samus Returns. They're bringing back a lot of the systems that they introduced in Samus Returns that really worked, like the aiming and the the, the dash, like all of that stuff. The the, the counter. counter, like all of that, really worked and it really complemented Metroid. And like, like if if like this game, like Nintendo should just buy Mercury Steam right now and just like make them a metroid team and like they could just always be making metroid games because like yeah i feel like like anything like after them like anything that follows them like 
it'll be really hard to to look at in a different like as its own thing because they're going to be like constantly comparing them to this. It's like how like with the new Donkey Kong Country games, everyone compares those to the ones Rare made, or like if uh like the the new Mario Party games or that are made by ND Cube are always compared to the ones that were made on Nintendo 64. Like it's just something that it's going to be synonymous with Metroid now. And like, oh my god, her costume is so good. Now, oh. I wanted I wanted to talk a bit about the Emmys. So, um, full spoilers for the Metroid series for those of you who don't um, haven't played them. So just be aware. Um, so what I like. So this is the thing. Is I guess like because Metroid has been dormant for so long. Like I felt at first when I heard that there might be a new Metroid game and I was like, I want it to be Metroid five. Very similarly to Mateo, like I was like, well, even if it's a Metroid five, I didn't I didn't even think in my head like Metroid Dread. Like I just thought, okay, a sequel. Um and I didn't know if they would actually continue it off of like the stuff they started in Metroid Fusion. I really thought, well, it's been so long that they won't. Because it's just they're gonna they're not going to want to do that for like new fans. Like I really just like it didn't th- I didn't think it would happen. So the first thing when when I saw this was like, okay, these robots are interesting. Um and then Metro Dread showed up, I was like, holy shit. And then my speculation about the robots, the Emmys started to 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 go and then Lo and behold, they actually confirmed it. The Emmys are Federation robots tracking down Samus. Like this is full on fallout of Metroid Fusion. The Federation is done with Samus. Samus is is done with them. And this is the first story where like all that shitty, shady shit that the Federation has been doing throughout the series is finally coming to um fruition in this almost like police state area where they're hunting down Samus with every fiber of their being, right? So I really think, like, Fusion almost felt like, if you've played Fusion, Fusion felt weird, because it almost felt like an epilogue to Metroid 1, 2, and 3, in the sense that, like, you didn't really get Ridley, there weren't a lot of space pirates, it really felt, like, very different. And this feels like the same thing. Like, I don't think we're getting space pirates. I don't think we're going to get Ridley and things like that. Like, I really think that this is going to be like, like the true conclusion to like the Federation story. Like maybe we will get like a version of Ridley that the Federation cloned or made, um, or whatever. Um, but I do think like, this is going to be something very, very different. And then the other thing is I was saying this to Matteo earlier on is another thing those of you might not know is thematically this will be really cool with Metroid Prime 4 because Metroid Prime 4 where we're going to assume Metroid Prime 4 happens before Metroid Metroid 2 because the Metroid Prime trilogy happens before Metroid 2 and and everything starting with Metroid 2 all the way up to Metroid Dread seems like it happens pretty like close to each other so i don't know if there's a lot of room for samus adventures but there's a lot of room for samus adventures between metroid 1 and metroid 2 so i'm assuming prime 4 is going to come sometime after metroid prime 3 and the big thing that they've teased us about metroid prime 4 
both in interviews and in the post-credit scene of Metroid Prime 3 and in the post-credit scene of Metroid Prime Federation Force is that a character from Metroid Prime Hunter, Silex, is going to have some kind of major role. Now, Silex's big thing was he is an ex-Federation guy who is who thinks that the Federation is corrupt and crazy and he's trying to take them down. So I think it will be really cool playing this game and then going back and playing Metroid Prime 4 in a couple years and seeing when the seeds of the Federation being bad started in Samus. Because when she interacts with Silex, I'm sure that's going to be a theme. Is that, well, here's this guy who's super anti-Federation and she's defending them. But as we know in Metroid Dread, like maybe she should have listened because uh, they start hunting the crap out of her. I would love <laughs> to see them like starting to build the Emmy program, or like Samus has to like do something to like help develop these robots and and Metroid Prime Four, and then seeing that come back to like bite her in the ass all these years yeah. later. It could even be cool if because I think a lot of us are thinking Metroid Prime Four could start a new series of Metroid Prime games. And originally in my head, I had thought, okay, like Metro Prime 4, 5, and 6, let's say if it's another trilogy, would all follow each other like really close in time. But like, what if they do Metro Prime 4, and Metro Prime 4 is that story of like Silex sowing the seeds, and then like it's a self contained story. Like you stop Silex, you throw him in like Galactic Federation prison, and blah, blah, blah. And then what if Metro Prime 5 follows Metroid Dread. What if it's after all of this? Samus is like, I'm breaking out Silex, and the Metroid Prime 5 is a team-up game post-Dread where they're trying to take down the Federation. That would be, that cool. would be sick. I would really... I, 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 I really hope that happens now. The, mul- the, mul- even the multiplayer mode would like make itself if it's a team co-op game, like especially in like a first-person shooter. That'd be really fun. There could even now, be a one- little post-credit... One thing uh, I heard, or either I don't remember if I heard like this was in the the treehouse, or if I because I listen, I've listened to a lot of like reactions and like opinions of dread. I don't remember who said it, but a lot of Metroid games like the the like the the goal is to like you start on the outside and you're working your way inside or deeper into like uh, into like the world of the game, right? And then at the end of the game, you have to escape out and go back to ship and leave. And like that's basically like the formula for Metroid. But Dread, based on what I'm thinking of right now, I'm sorry again, like I forgot who said this, um, or whose idea this was, was like, what if it is a game where you start on the inside and you Samus is trying to escape to her ship, like right away, like there's no like going in and then going out. You're starting in the you're in the shit right away and you got to leave as fast as you can like that kind of like survival horror uh aspect of metroid is going to be so like this could be like the the meld like the the most survival horror metroid game ever and like for me like that's not like one of the main appeals for metroid that was never something i really cared about but now seeing this like this could be a huge huge like a like bonus for this game like something that like i never was a fan of that but now like seeing this and this is their vision that they had for this this game that has been in planning st- like some form of planning 
for like basically since fusion i'm so excited to play this like i just cannot wait this is like this is my game of e3 i think this is the most the single greatest thing that's been shown at e3 this year and the single game i'm most excited for to play this year like i just yeah i i cannot just get over this game but i've been thinking about this all day like i was watching be- i was watching yeah I was watching a few um, YouTubers kind of like reacting to Metroid Dread, and like a lot of the consent, like a lot of the videos that I saw were like people like, "Oh my god, oh my god, Dread, oh my god, they did it! It's been twenty years!" Like things like that, and also like, "Oh, a new Metroid game! Oh, okay!" And they kind of just glossed over the significance of this. But then there was also the, like the hype guys that were like, "Oh, new Metroid game, Metroid Dread! What is it? What? But why are we cheering?" And like it's. Oh, I'm glad like, we know that I'm le- glad legit, that we knew like, the importance of this. I am yeah. glad. And that's very well like you guys could see our reaction if you haven't seen it in the in the reaction video. Like you this, can't see mine. Well, Gino, we uh, <laughs> like Gino was just as hyped as us. Like it it that was yeah. one of the best E three moments I think we've had. And I'm so happy, like I said in the direct in the, the reaction, I'm so happy we were able to experience all this together. It was so awesome. Yeah, like this was like almost banjo and smash level for me. Like I just never thought this was a possibility, but yeah. Well, even though um, it may have gotten leaked, yeah, but no one even the fact that it existed, yeah, is not like that's not the weight of it. Like, like me, even me, like knowing that there was probably going to be a two D Metroid. Like I never would have thought it would have been Metroid Dread. I never would have thought it would have been like this. Like I, this has so much more hype attached to it than just like, hey, a new two D Metroid, right? And it just goes to show between this and stuff like Star Fox Two, it's like when Nintendo has an idea that doesn't mean that like, and then like they have an idea and then they shelve it, and like you think it's gone. That doesn't mean it's gone. Like, Nintendo's got a good memory, okay? Yeah. If they know they have a good idea, it's going to come out eventually. And I can say Nintendo has gone a long way with the Metroid series since the day they announced Federation Force. Yeah. They've come a long way. I will defend that game. I will defend that game. It was a solid five and a half. It was a solid, like, I played it. It wasn't that good, but I had fun because I played it with my friends. Exactly. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on from Metro Dread. Um, Quickly, we got some new amiibos coming out. Oh yeah, yeah we got oh, the. Yeah. Those are not a pain in the ass to get. I need those. So, yeah, there are these new amiibos, um, just like they did with Samus Returns. There's also a special edition they didn't show off in the uh, the direct that has some like steel books and art pages and stuff like that. Um, I so really hope that the original. Leave Mateo's gone hurt. his hands already on the. Uh, I got one special I edition. I I failed to get another, but we're gonna try to get one for everyone in the hub world yeah. that wants one. I I really hope that the art book that comes with the special edition has some of the original art from like two thousand four, two thousand five, in there, um, so we can see kind of like how the the project changed. Now I'm gonna move through while we talk. Oh, just skipping ahead uh, quickly, just one thing about Metroid is that I really hope somehow Nintendo makes Metroid Fusion available to play on because, Switch. Because, like, yeah, because, like, and even, like, Met- Samus Returns is still relatively easy to get. Like, there's a lot of people that own 3DSs, but, like, Game Boy Advance, like, there hasn't, like, the only ways I can think of playing Fusion right now, legally, is to have 
the a Game Boy Advance, have an Ambassador 3DS, or have or it on a virtual console on Wii U, which yeah. is not super likely yeah. also, but... Like, we need a Game Boy Advance um, virtual, or like something on Switch, for sure. Mm-hmm. But that being said, even with that, Metroid 2 will still be inaccessible to most people unless they have a 3DS. But anyway, we're on. Yeah. We should move on from Metroid. Um, yeah. We're on Mario Golf. We're, let's not talk about Mario Golf very much because we already talked about it in its own podcast. If you want to hear us talk about Mario Golf, please check out our episode 19 um, of the podcast. But what we will say here is it was nice to get a f- confirmation that they will be supporting this game post-launch, which we weren't sure. Like, here's a new Donk City challenge. Like, um, we're going to be getting new characters. The screen and... here is of, like, the Fossil Falls from Mario Odyssey as well. But yeah. uh, So anyway, it's get... nice to have that confirmation, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we'll get Cappy playable. How would that work? I don't know. He's Cappy captured he something and he's playing as a captured enemy? No, he can be in his hat form. Like, his so ghost... More... So anyways... Monster Hunter. Um, okay, so here's the next big one after Monster Hunter. We don't need to talk about Monster Hunter. Um, we started the next after big one E3. <laughs> was this one. So, so the other thing... So going back to Metroid, last year, leading into E3, there were two games that didn't show up that were rumored, which was a 2D Metroid and a WarioWare title. And neither of them got showed. And sorry, this was, was this last year or was this in 2019? It was last year, um, right? Maybe I, I'm I'm not too sure. Well, there was no E3 last year, right? Yeah, but I still uh, think there it was rumored for that direct. I, anyway, yeah, I think it there was. was. Last it was year. rumored it was at rumored. one point. But then it was also rumored. Nintendo had that weird ass email that went out saying, "How much would you spend on a WarioWare game?" Yeah, and like that kind of tipped made, off. Yeah, and like also like Intelligent Systems hasn't been necessarily quiet because like. But like we were wondering what their next thing was. This so is intelligent systems, isn't it? Yeah, intelligent systems is Wario uh, does WarioWare. Do they? Yeah, pretty sure it's intelligent. Like systems. intelligent systems, like like Mario Party or sorry, Paper no, Mario intelligent Paper systems. Paper Mario, Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. I'm ah, sure. do they? I'm gonna, I don't I'm think gonna fact so. check that right now. Yeah, please fact check that. Um, I'm. But in any case, um. Yeah, so these two games were rumored, and now it's nice to see them. This is a, so I'm a big fan of the WarioWare series. I love WarioWare. Um, my roommate already said, like, I asked him. So this one, the big thing is is multiplayer. So as you can see here, you can play as you you can play as um, characters, and you play together. And I it's asked my roommate. Systems and intelligent Systems is making this WarioWare. Oh, wonderful! That's yep. good. So More I asked developed by Nintendo EPD. So I said to my roommate, I was like, do you want to play the new WarioWare together? He's like, as long as the new WarioWare doesn't have a make-your-own-game feature, because then it's banned in our household. Um, which is funny, because I, I've made some inappropriate WarioWare DIY games that my roommate has lost a lot of respect for me because of. But um, What was the last... Because I'm not too familiar with the WarioWare series. I have the, I think I have the GBA one and I have the GameCube one. But what was the last WarioWare game to actually have like mini games made by Nintendo that have like that's very similar to this format? Like, it's like Game and Wario was very different, and DIY was build your own stuff. WarioWare Gold on 3DS, which was actually only a few years ago. That was a compilation, though. That was a compilation. It wasn't really a compilation. It was like it was a new game. It just 
used a lot of old games too. But the last All complete, right. but most of the games actually reused them. But the last one that would have been like straight up was new smooth moves, would have right? been smooth moves. And that so was this one, 2006, and like that's another, yeah. that's another theme. That I would count Warrior Gold though. So I, I, but anyway, like this game looks interesting because rather than it just being micro games where like you've so WarioWare has usually relied on a gimmick, right? So like with the DS, it relied on its touchscreen. With um, with um, the Wii, it relied on the motion controls. With the Game of Wario, relied on the gamepad connectivity with the TV. Um, DIY relied on the like creating mechanic, and then Gold, like Mateo said, was kind of like a compilation. So it wasn't really um, like it didn't really need the gimmick. But this one. Um, it's like they're going back to a system that doesn't really have a gimmick. And what they've decided to do is they've created their own gimmick, which is now you play as the characters who are interacting with the micro games and each character actually plays a different way. So like, depending on who you're picking, so you're still going to have the same kind of warrior wear thing. So like they went over this in the, in the treehouse a bit, but there's a map and it's traditional WarioWare. Like every character has their own set of micro games. So you're still going to get your your Wario micro games. You're still going to get your Mona micro games. You're still going to get your nine volt micro games. But the difference is now when you enter those levels, you pick which character you want to play as, or which group of character you want characters you want to play as, and the way you approach the micro games in that that segment is dependent on the character you chose. So I still think you're going to get themed ones, right? Like Wario's still going to have all the generic ones. Mona's still going to have all the sporty ones. Ashley's still going to have all the the ones that are like more like mystical and like horror themed. And Nine Volts still going to have all the gaming ones. And like they're still going to have themes around the characters' levels, but the character you choose determines how you can actually complete mm-hmm. each micro game. So there's actually an incentive to go through and play the other ones, especially with the multiplayer. And look yeah. at all the characters you can play as. You can play as Dribble and Spitz, you can play as Mike and Ashley and Nine Volt and Eight Volt. Um, I love and the, the roster look big. Young I Cricket. Love fact, I love the fact that Wario's like Jimmy T thing he's playing on is like a Game Boy Advance. Katana. Because it's, it's the 20th anniversary of the Game Boy Advance this year as well, I think. Orbital like, or whatever his name is. Um, we in our reaction video we actually said that like when we first saw this game we weren't super um you know roster. like we were like eh, like we didn't, to, we didn't know how we didn't know we didn't know how to feel about the like the the, the multiplayer like we would kind of wanted more of like a just a pure warrior experience but after watching the direct it really sold the 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 fact that you play as a character playing the game yeah. type type thing to me and, and it's nice because it's a reduced cost. It's not a full exactly, price game. Exactly, and that's another thing. Like it's in in Canada, it'll be sixty five bucks instead of eighty. So and in America, it's forty nine ninety nine. But yeah, um, yeah. And then just quickly, if no one like, is for me, I love the nine volt games because they're based on yeah. like a lot of them are based on other Nintendo, Nintendo games. So we've seen Super Mario Land is one. Another one was Luigi's Mansion. Animal Crossing New Horizons and then Ice Climber are four oh, that they really? that we know of. That's and they cool. like and like in, in in the treehouse they only did like two or three games from every character's set. So there's a lot we don't know of this game and it's actually yeah. coming out really soon. Very soon. 
considering... It'll be a fun, fun little party game. Yeah. Well, this will be like the, the first party. WarioWare game I buy probably at launch. I think yeah. ever. Now, here's but, a question, just a fun thing for all of us to do. Who you main in WarioWare? Get it together. I don't know any of the characters. <laughs> Look at this vibrant cast of characters, Gino. You don't know any of these? I know, you know Ashley, Jimmy T. Jimmy T Tell, is okay, who looks cool? Who are you taking, guy. Gino? Who are you taking, Gino? Honestly, probably Jimmy T. You're going Jimmy T? Yep. Jimmy T main? Super funky. Mateo? Yep. Who are you, who For me, in? it's Who's either... Waluigi. Cyclops. That's, That's uh, Dr. Krigor. Um, for me, I gotta go with Wario just because, like, he has the arm thrust no. that's from Wario Land, and I want another friggin' Wario Land game, Nintendo. Yeah. It's been too long. I'm, hey, maybe, we'll talk about another game that comes up, and I'll bring up Wario Land after, but, um, I was gonna say Jimmy T as well, but if I, if, if I'm not main Jimmy T, if I'm playing with Gino, I'll probably, uh, take Dribble or Spitz. I love Dribble mm-hmm. and Spitz. Dribble so anyway, Spitz is the they're the the, it's the cat and dog, the cat right? driver, cat dogs. Yeah, they're they're actually a two player character. So when if you pick Dribble, Spitz automatically gets put on your opponent's side, and vice versa. Oh really? Your, your teammate? Yeah, they're they're the oh, they're team cat character. and Anna are like that. I think they are. They have and they nine volt and eight volt. No, nine volt and eight volt are separate. I think but, eighteen um, volts. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, nine, uh, nine and eighteen volt are separate. I'm pretty sure because uh, eighteen volt was in the demo, but nine volt I don't think was. No, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, um, looks like a cool game. It's coming out fairly soon, September 10th. Get it together. Seems like it's a it's a threat. It's telling me to get my life together. I don't want to, so I'm gonna play WarioWare instead. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's great. Um, and then. After this, oh, we're only halfway through. Uh, um, there's a lot well, of stuff that we can skip later. Yeah, well, I'm Ad- just going to say this. Adriano's excited for SMT. Oh, Adriano's sorry, uh, very excited. Uh, yes, yeah. for Super Mega Man Tensei, Adriano's is excited. Especially for, yeah. like, the remake of 3. And Which I believe I already came out. he's excited for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, 3 already came out? I thought it I thought it was, like... I'll tell you I may be wrong. I thought it I came thought out. It was this month. Or oh, maybe. It could have been the end of last month. But I know, um, I know he really likes the whole like angels and demons kind of aesthetic, and this is like this game is right up his alley. So that's all I will say about that because sure. SMT doesn't really float. Uh, doesn't really. Yeah, it did come out already. By the way, came out a few weeks oh, ago. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, um, I will just say a little thing. Like I, I knew Persona was a spinoff of shimagami tensei but i didn't realize how similar they they actually are because watching this trailer made me realize like oh my god like it's almost the exact same thing except shimagami tensei is darker and not weeb as weeb so i think i actually might play this it actually looks really fun actually looks really cool um i'm interested in it for sure but that's all i have to say and it's another game coming out this year the only thing i have to say about this is that it's very makes me feel good knowing that Every game that was announced at the Nintendo Switch presentation in January 2017 will have been released by when this game comes out. So that's how long it's been. That's how long it's been since since SMT Five. Yeah, here's another one. I'm just gonna briefly like skip over and talk about. Um, My roommate Adrian is a big Danganronpa fan, as is one of my students, and she's been telling me to play it forever. And I told her about this when I went to 
to work today after after a little while, and I told her, "Oh, do you see the Danganronpa for Switch uh, um, collection?" She hadn't, and she, she was going nuts. She was telling me all about it, and she was like, "Oh, you have to play this, play this." And so I'm I'm actually considering playing this. It looks like it's an edgier, more anime version of um, Ace Attorney. So I'm I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah, like I, I um. I know, like these. These were like the big, like some of the big games that were, like aside from like the Persona dancing games on Vita, the Danganronpa games were big, like Vita exclusives that yeah. are now are like finally seeing release on something else. Like, um, and Sarah also, like Sarah was talking to us, like, "Yeah, hey, you guys got to check out Danganronpa. It's really good." Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I'll, and then I'll, I'll see what's like. Yeah, if Adriano and Sarah get it. We should definitely borrow it. Yes. Um, so just going back, Fatal Frame got announced with some Doom. DLCs. Doom. Um, oh, Fatal Frame, but quickly, uh, that game is finally off of the... Made in a Blackwater is finally off of the Wii U. And this it was digital only when it came to Wii U in North America and Europe, I think. So it's really good. That's another Wii U port that uh, makes the Wii U a little less relevant. Yeah. Um, and then Mario, Mario Rabbids. I think we should we're, talk we're about talk this. About, in, I think uh, we talk about this. And let's talk about this in our third party. Yeah, yeah, because they have a they go in a bit of a deeper yeah. dive on that in the Ubisoft yeah, show. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Mario, Mario Rabbids is great. Now here's amazing. one to talk yes. about. Holy shit! Yes. So this is basically like I I still think it's a trend. Like I I still I still don't agree with you what we said about WarriorWare Gold, but for the sake of my argument. Yet another uh, series that's been dormant for a really long time. Basically, 2D Metroid, Wario, like a pure WarioWare experience, and now Advanced Wars. This was not even on anyone's radar. None of the so quote-unquote insiders were saying Advanced Wars was uh, getting a reboot. And it's not just Advance Wars 1, it's Advance Wars 2 as well. So the Game Boy Advance, Advance Wars, both of the games are part of this from the ground up remake by Way Forward, which, like, Advance Wars is also an, an intelligent systems IP. And, you know, over the years, like, Fire Emblems, it, like, there used to be a balance of Advance Wars and Fire Emblem basically up until the DS generation. And, Fire Emblem kind of surpassed Advance Wars over the years, and like they're both tactical RPGs made by Intelligent Systems. So, you know, and Fire Emblem sold has started selling way better, starting with Awakening. So there wasn't. I figure that the logic was there's not really room for Advance Wars and Fire Emblem, so they went with Fire Emblem. But now the fact that this is being made by Way Forward and it's a ground up remake of of I think one is still res- I don't actually I, I I'm not gonna say like I don't know which game is critically rec- uh, acclaimed but like I always wanted to play Advance Wars games but I didn't really want to you know boot up my Game Boy Advance or my DS to play it so the fact that I can play these games on my Switch I've heard so many good things about the Advance Wars games from various uh, people I listen to and like. I love the art style. Like it gives you the Shantae vibes because it's made by Way Forward. So say like, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of took that from you, Gino. But yeah. like, uh, I just, I, I, 
I really hope that this can be the start of a somewhat of a revival of Advance Wars because, like, from everything I've heard, like, there hasn't been a bad Advance Wars game out of the, the four games I think that the series has. And, you know, the Wars series, because, like, this date, the Wars series predates all the way back to the Famicom, right? So, like, there was Famicom Wars, there was a Super Nintendo one, there was... There was going to be an N64 one that got cancelled. There was one on Game Boy. There was Battalion Wars and Battalion Wars on Wii. Like, and Advanced Wars. So, like, there's... It's a pretty... Like, it's a long-running series for Nintendo that hasn't had a game in a very long time. And now, the fact that it's back, it's coming out in December, so it's a December game for Nintendo as well. Like, and it's once again, like, I didn't get to say this at the beginning of the Direct or our, our video, but, like, this Direct, to me, was the perfect Save, kind of... Wait, wait, um, time, um, out, time out, time out, time what? out, time out, time out. Save this for your concluding thoughts. No, right. don't, don't use it here. Say it naturally, come on. I know, because I feel like Mateo's kind of, like, going into the wrap-up, and I kind of wanted to point something out back to, like, the Shantae topic. Oh, I did, too. Yeah, <laughs> you... you Sorry to interrupt you, bro, but... No, I wasn't going to wrap it up, but I... I... Yeah. It, okay. it sounded like it, but, like, um, Jules, can you rewind the audio to, like, when the characters are on the screen? Because, like, I... Like, going back to kind of, yeah. like, those Shantae vibes and stuff in here. So if you if you have it, so, like, the characters are... Um, this part here. So if you kind of, like, watch the character icons, they kind of do that little wiggle that the, the characters do in the most recent okay. Shantae game. So my guessing is that they're probably using the same like character creator, the same uh, the char- like like look at Andy, he's kind of like wiggling back and forth a little bit. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, I where have I seen mean. that? Bef- I like, where have I seen that before? And then it didn't like, like even like look at these two characters on the top uh, on the top there. They were kind of like their heads are moving back and forth ever so subtly, and like that's kind of like ah, it's like right right out of Shantae. Yeah, and I want to also say, like, when you were saying Wario Land, like, Nintendo give us a new Wario Land, the team I would love to take on Wario Land is WayForward. Like, I think WayForward has proven themselves as an indie kind of developer with Shantae that I've, like, if Nintendo was ever going to give a studio Wario Land, I would love for them to give it to WayForward. Nintendo Um, should work with them way more like i think this is like the first real like collaboration between nintendo and way forward like like they were before samus returns even came out people were like they wanted 2d metroid they're like just give it to way forward like i don't know the if ma- i way forward to, to do metroid but i, w- I wouldn't have minded but like it there's there's a lot of like I, I'm surprised that it's taken in this long to to collaborate with them. Like honestly, like their way forwards, like one of the the larger. Like I don't even know if I would classify them as indie studio. Like really, because like no, they've been around for really. a really long time. But they they're such a talented studio, and like Nintendo, really, like if Advance Wars, uh, if this does well, like just keep going. Yeah, honestly, I agree. Um, okay, so I think we're gonna move on from Advance Wars now. Um, December 3rd is the date, by the way, in case you wanted to see. Thank God. Um, so now we're on the last segment. So this is the last, very last segment of the direct. Spoilers, it's Zelda for the Zelda 35th. Um, so they opened with something we were predicting, what we were expecting, which is the Hyrule Warriors uh, made a Calamity DLC. And the first thing they reveal is the, f- the one new playable character. 
in this expansion in the first pack, which is a guardian, which is absolutely hilarious. And then Link gets his new weapon of using uh, like guardian tentacles as like nunchucks, which is ridiculous. Cool. It's cool, but it's also it just like really absurd. Um, and then they also. Um, coming up but they tease one other little playstyle which is you see the master cycle zero going here and then it pans up and it's zelda it's not link zelda gets to ride that uh mofo and it seems like the age of calamity team really is pushing zelda just like almost like the lead of this game um so if you see here here's like a full breakdown now that we know so um newly added playable character Valtessa guardian um, added weapon types, flail for Link and the Master Cycle for Zelda. We're going to get some, an apocalyptic difficulty level, so a higher difficulty for those of you who want new stuff. We're getting some new challenges in the Royal Ancient Lab and some newly added challenged, uh, challenging enemies. Um, specifically higher ranking whiz robes and giant choo-choos and more. So this first drop is very much like a way to play the same stuff with some new features. Um so it's really great. But the second wave that we'll still find out more by November is we're getting a new character vignettes, a newly added stages, an expanded roster, which we assume means more than one character, um, and new battle skills for existing characters. So it might be a little bit more substantial, that second wave. But um, yeah, so like I think we're all expecting this. Um, I've bought it. I don't know if you guys have bought it, but... I don't plan on playing it right away. I, I'm personally going to wait till the second wave where it sounds like there will be new story stuff to, to play all this. Yeah, and um, that's when I'm going to decide whether or not to buy it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I want to see the whole, the, whole, the whole thing before I put my money down. Yeah, so nice little drop. Right. Um, so I don't think there's much to talk about there. Yeah. Just what it is. And I'm not surprised that a Guardian is playable considering how important the Guardians were. So then Aonuma comes out, he starts talking about how important of a year this is, 35th anniversary um, of Zelda, um, and then he pulls out no, no, not his penis, he... but no, something no. else. He talks oh, about Skyward no. Sword first. He hasn't pulled it out yet. He's just wobbling something. Wobbling Skyward the Joy-Cons. The, the, basically, you gotta know is that uh, it is a thing, and then it's coming out this year, which we already know, so there was absolutely no new information. This was just like a reminder. Yep. Hey, this game's coming this out exists. this year, coming out in July. Which we'll get to that. Might be significant why they're really pushing Skyward Sword right now. But um, then he starts talking about this, and he pulls and he it, out. it out. He whips it out. The Zelda um Game & Watch, very similar to the Mario Game Watch that dropped for the 35th anniversary the last year. Price. Same price. Same price, but that. much better because not only does it contain one game, but it contains two games, and it contains three games, and not even just three games, but it contains four games. So there's four games. There's a Game & Watch there, of a Zelda version of Vermin, and then you got Link's Awakening. Um, Zelda 2 and Zelda 1, and then your clocks. It looks really cool. I already got mine pre-ordered to add to my collection. Um, I got just, mine yeah, as well. It's um, just really cool. In a way, uh, I'm kind of a little disappointed at the fact that it's not Link's Awakening DX over regular Link's Awakening. But it ultimately doesn't matter because I'm keeping mine sealed. But like, What's kind of uh, cool is like I don't even have the original version of Link's Awakening. I only have DX. 
So I'm actually kind of interested in having that, you know? But, like, um, yeah, I have a bunch of Game & Watches. Like, I, I really love these things. And, you know, it's a piece of Nintendo's history that exists before the fact that they made consoles, right? So, like, this is really their one of their first soirees into video games, period. Like, yeah. and, uh, you know, like, I was surprised by the fact that it's the same price as the Mario one because you get basically... Because on the Mario one, you had Mario one, you had Mario Lost Levels, and you had the the, the Game and Watch game as well. Now you got an extra game, all of which uh, or, or Link's Awakening is probably the longest it's experience. yeah, right. Like it's that's a huge game, and you know, yeah, it's the original one, but what can you do? But like, this is such a cool collectible. I really like that Nintendo's doing this, and they're they remember. Like I said, they have a phenomenal memory. They 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 even go back to Game and Watch, so. Yeah, so I have this pre-ordered. Move. It was an immediate pre-order. Like, yeah, same. So then, uh, Anuma finally gets to what we were all hoping for, um, which was another look at the sequel of Breath of the Wild Two, which I think we were all expecting to happen. Um, mm-hmm. But let's just take a look at it, and then maybe we'll uh, talk about it as it's going. Then we'll pause back and go to like different points to speculate or talk about it. But uh, so it opens um, here with like you see some malice and blah blah. blah. There's Link, and then you see a little. Oh, like actually, go Ganon's back to that there. little bit there because I I thought I saw something in this that is really neat. Like, look what the malice does to Link's arm. Yeah, like grabs him, right? Yeah. So you have yeah. you have this Link here. Like you have Link getting the malice on one side, and we we've seen the green hand already. So I don't know. That would be cool if he has like a malice hand and a green hand. But this is just like it's probably just like grabbing him and like causing something to happen in that room when he finds that's like, Link's the green yeah. hand. right hand. Yeah. So just remember that right now. This so is right that, hand. and then here's a uh, little Lich Ganon going nuts. Uh, malice keeps coming. And then Zelda falls down the pit. And then we get our first look at the gameplay. Um, some nice light. This shot is incredible. Like, there's so yeah. many moments in in this trailer that I'm like, there's no way that's running on a Switch. Like a regular Switch. But, like this right here. Holy smokes, that lighting. Talos with some Bokoblins with the actual Moblin horns. Which I thought was cool. Um, now this, like, is that a mixture of stasis and like magnesis? Like that was really cool. Another amazing it more shot. More like it was like reversing time, in my opinion. Yeah, but... yeah, that's that's the main like one of the main theories I have about this game. That's basically it. Yeah. yeah so that's wait. It. Uh, we um, did not get a title for the game, but that's for a good reason because Nintendo said if they reveal the title of the game, it uh, you know be revealing too much. Yeah. So and then 2022, like most people predicted. Um, but yeah, um, there's Go a very there's a few things that I wanted to uh, you go mention to the... here. Can you go to the raindrop scene? 
Well, that's the I'm biggest sorry. hint that there's like probably some version of time travel in this game. The fact but that like you actually puddle... want to explain your theory. Yeah, well, I was going to like that a puddle basically be, like goes and turns back into a drop and it goes back up into the sky, presumably. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, my theory is um, there's two things. It's that first of all. The Link that you see... Oh, go back to that scene where like Link shoots the fire thing, right? Yep. That's his left hand, okay? This Link doesn't look like it ha- he has a messed up right arm... A little bit of a messed up right arm, but he's using like an item in his left hand. And everything we've seen prior to this is that Link's right arm is the one that is like green and shit, right? So... Either Link can do crazy stuff with both arms, or maybe it's one Link has a right arm thing going on, and one's got a left arm. And and actually, I'm of the th- opinion that there's two Links in this game. One Link, as you see here, with long hair and more primitive-looking clothing, like he's wearing sandals. He's wearing, uh, you know, his 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 style is looks very um, ancient in a way. Right. If you yeah, pause, one. the best the best shot is when he's skydiving down. The very first shot. That's the that's the one where you have the best the best look at him. And then this link, the other one. Yeah. See, look, he's got like a, a weird like, yep. almost like uh, Greek kind of look. Yeah. And he's got and he's got and the really the, long the hair arm thing. It's and the, got arm, the arm, is, arm thing. Yeah, and that's his right arm. This link is clearly like the the evolution of breath of the wild link. So like, this is the modern link, the, or the, the, the current link. So that's kind of my theory is like, I think you're going to be, and like this link could very well be only dealing with the sky portion. And then the breath of the wild link could be the surface uh, part of the game. I don't know. Or maybe like the dungeons are only in the sky. Instead so could of I the, add the to your theory a little? Because I had a very similar theory when I saw this. Mm-hmm. So your theory is... A li- I think your theory fills in the pieces of my theory. So I didn't catch on to the idea of two links. But I definitely caught on to the idea of there's some time travel stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was thinking... Is because like I acknowledge that in some shots, like Link looks like this, and it looks like he's wearing like older stuff. Yeah, and there's right? like an ancient Sheikah eye on the shield. Yeah, and so like part of me is like, well, we could be wrong, and it could just be like you can actually change his hair in this game, which yeah. is fine. But That's not the other the part, fun of that. where's the fun, the fun in that? In that? So the <laughs> other part of me, um, what I feel is happening in this is because Zelda falls into the pit at the very beginning, right? I think they're going to open this game. They've talked about it being really dark. You've already seen, like, Ganon is fucking terrifying in this game. I'm going to go back to that image of Ganon. Like, this part is one of the most terrifying... Like, look how creepy that is. So, my theory is that this game actually opens with them losing. Like, Ganon wins. Like, they go down there trying to figure out what's going on with Malice. They find Ganon's dead body. Link fucks up and accidentally wakes him up. And as a result, 
Zelda is killed, and Ganon like takes control of everything. And I think what they're doing, and this is why I think that there's like the older Link in the sky. I think that the whole point of this game is to stop Ganon for good. They have to stop the curse. And I think that this Link is the first hero. I think this Link, mm. and that's why everything's in the sky, is this is before Skyward Sword. So our Link is somehow going to be communicating with this Link, whether he goes back in time, like spiritually or whatever. I think he's going back in time to undo the timeline, basically. I think they're going to use this game as a way to completely reboot Zelda. They're going to undo before Skyward Sword. Wow. That's how they're going to stop Ganon, is they're going to undo the curse, because the only way to stop him is to undo the curse. The curse of demise, where like there's always going to be a hero, there's always going to be a princess, and there's always going to be demise. Yeah. Because, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And I think ultimately they will succeed and fail. Like I think they will succeed in some sense but fail in another like i think that like because obviously nintendo's not just going to stop the zelda cycle and then never have ganon and stuff again i think they'll it'll be interesting but i do think that's what's going on here is i think that they're going back to undo something and i do think it's like the the world being in the skies i think it's skyward sword like before skyward sword time i think this is the first hero like that pose i don't i don't think skydiving like that that is so Skyward Sword Link. Like, the amount of times you do that in this game, like, that is one of the most iconic things about Skyward Sword is the skydiving, like, Link falling and then whistling to the Loftwing to come pick him up. And the other thing is, how the hell would this Link that's in the sky travel? Like, like there's, there, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Loftwings are in this game, to be honest with you. Actually... I want to bring some attention to this because like in this, we've seen the red malice, we've seen the green magic, but where is the blue technology, right? Like, I think that this game here is going to definitely deal with a lot more. Like, I think we're getting a magic meter or a magic, like magic items and stuff back in some capacity. Cause like Link just like crawls through solid rock here and it's using that green swirl kind of magic arm. Like if you take a look Mm -hmm. at the green from the, from the, the gauntlet there, right? Like, like you have the malice, the malice, and as I said before in a previous in a previous podcast, I think it was the Zelda one. We were talking about this. Malice is like this red, goopy, evil energy. It represents power. You have the blue of the Sheikah technology, which is representing wisdom, and then you have this green kind of like more magic effect, which could be representing like okay, I guess like time. magic and courage together. I don't know. Well, no, because Farrah like... is the goddess of time as well, right? She's not just the goddess of courage. She's also the goddess of time. Actually, no, I'm I'm wrong. Nehru is the goddess of time, I think. I might be wrong. Yeah. I thought... And, like, I I was also thinking, because, like, during this, like, we hear some kind of weird, like, backwards chanting and all that kind of stuff, and that was, like, oddly reminiscent, for me at least, of the Ukut in... Well, do you know... Do you know what the chanting was? in the sky. Do you know what the chanting was? No. So this is discovered after. Again, hearkening back to Skyward Sword, if you play this trailer in reverse, it actually plays the first theme from the trailer of the Breath of the Wild. So that stuff at the end, that's all like weird. That's actually the Breath of the Wild, the first trailer's theme, kind of a little bit messed up with and backwards. 
very similar to how the main theme of Skyward Sword is Zelda's lullaby backwards. Again, mm-hmm. like all these kind of parallels with Skyward Sword. Yeah. Which is why I ultimately think they're remastering Skyward Sword. Is I just think Skyward Sword and the idea of the cycle is going to play such an integral role into the to the story. Like this is going to be yeah. a sequel to both Breath of the Wild and Skyward Sword in a yeah. in a sense. But I I don't think that this the like the the ancient hero. Let's just call this link the ancient hero here. Um, I don't think this is the first one because like if you if you remember from the Skyward Sword. Um, kind of prologue bit there when they talk about like how the goddess Hylia to protect the people lifted up Skyloft out of the earth and into the sky to keep them safe from uh, when Demise was going kind of ballistic and crazy, right? And mm-hmm. you brought this up before we started recording, Jules, also. There was no mention in that prologue of a hero. There was, though, in the comic that was included as part of the Hyrule Historia that talks about Hylia's first hero and why the spirit of the hero resurrects, which is a canonical comic. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't Hylia's know. very first hero, her holy knight, who was killed during the battle with Demise, and in order to protect her, vowed to come back eternally to protect her soul. And then that's where she gave up her human form so that she and him could resurrect at a later day and destroy Demise for good. Yeah. So that's why I think like this could be that story. This could be them undoing like this could be them undoing the cycle, right? Like this could be them like the hero doesn't die. Demise never curses things and then this never plays out in the same way. Yeah. And then that could be a new timeline or it can just be a sense where this happens and then Link awakens back in his timeline and all this stuff is undone and he lives in like a new high rule. That's yeah. free. Honestly like the whole like timeline I would oh, go I, ahead, sorry, Mattel, there is there is something that I do want to go and going back to like uh, Breath of the Wild you remember the tapestry right you had the hero holding the master sword with the weird green hand and the long flowing hair I think that this is the hero from 10,000 years ago I don't think we're going that far back to adjust something I think this might be like this hero trying to stop the original calamity from 10,000 years ago in the Zelda timeline not going all the way back yeah, so because this would be post. It would still be post everything in the general timeline, but, but before the original calamity. Yeah. So uh, this would be the creation of the Sheik attack. Yeah. Right, and this magic That's interesting, would be like yeah. the basis. And, and you're like, right. Like on the tapestry, like he has really long hair on the tapestry. Yeah. And maybe yeah. this goes into the whole Zonai stuff with the swirls and things that everyone's kind of like. Yeah, that's about. what everyone's talking about. Like, you know, yeah, the, zo- the I, Zonai stuff. Yeah, but like the the whole like if, like with our like grander theory, where like it goes all the way back before like Skyward Sword and like all the way back to the Goddess Hylia. Like Nintendo, I'm of the mind that like they really don't have like they don't give a shit about the Zelda canon in the sense that like they don't care about placing games on a timeline. That like that feels like I think someone like in Nintendo's like that they felt like they don't they don't like like the the fact that like that kind of restricts their storytelling in a way. So like if they could just blow up the Zelda timeline and just start from scratch, honestly, like I think they'd be down for that. Like yeah, and then like because like stuff from happened in the eighties and the early games, like a lot of the story and stuff from that came from instruction manuals. Like there wasn't a lot of storytelling in the games themselves. So like in a way that was really restrictive because like, oh, we have to fit the events of these games into this timeline that has games that 
really like story really matters in and it's just a whole thing but like i honestly like either of these things would be like these these things we're speculating if that happened now, like, they would be really cool how about this so here's another one just a food for thought sort of thing um and then i think by the way we should probably wrap up soon cuz we are hitting a yeah, quite a high time but what if just food for thought i don't actually think this is what happened but what if this isn't two versions of his like what if this is not like past and present what if this is the two timelines of breath of the wild and one of the links is post age of calamity and one of them is post breath of the wild mm. Mm. i don't know if they'd do that to be honest with you i just mm. yeah I think. Mm. In any case, it would be cool to know. see Terrico show up. Yeah. Um, in the game, if it's going to have time travel plot, yeah. like in a canon version of events, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I kind of want to like bring something up here that I mentioned, like outside of the podcast, like after we watch this. Like, okay, so you know how like the goddess, so goddess Hylia takes the plot of land that becomes Skyloft, lifts it up into the sky to keep the world safe from demise. This is a version of Ganon or demise, the evil spirit or whatever, whatever it's going to call itself. We'll say like, we'll say Lich Ganon because that sounds really badass. Um, Kind of lifting up Hyrule Castle and making an evil version of Skyloft. So goddess Hylia could have sent the hero and everyone up into the sky to keep them safe because like, Ultimately, the calamity couldn't have been prevented. Just say, and then here comes Ganon saying, "You get like I, I'm gonna just do the same thing." He lifts up the like, brings uses the power of the malice and everything, and lifts up Hyrule Castle and brings it into the sky also to like basically hunt them down. That would be cool. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, I think there's a lot of cool speculation. I'm sure there will be lots of Breath of the Wild sequel speculation um, moving forward. Um. There, we still got plenty of time to speculate. I'm sure that's going to come up a lot. So, in any case, I think we're just going to, at this point, unless anybody has any final thoughts. I just wanted I to say my the thing that Gino like interrupted me to to All say right. earlier. But uh, I think this is probably like this is one of the better directs in recent memory, like in recent years yeah. for me. Like there was almost every or basically every single first party game nintendo showed off is something i'm really keen on buying and like and it wasn't the a tier nintendo franchise this direct was not about mario kart yes smash bros was there and yes zelda was there but like there's like smash bros is winding down zelda's still a year out there's no new 3d mario or 2d mario pokemon wasn't even in this direct even though diamond and pearl remakes are coming out in november and legends is coming out next year um there was no Animal Crossing. There was no like of the none of the the highest selling Nintendo franchises, the most recognizable Nintendo franchises. Instead, it was the year of the 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 library filling type of games, the B tier Nintendo franchise, the ones that are for hardcore Nintendo fans that really like that we really like, like Metroid, particularly two D Metroid, like. Advance Wars, like stuff that's been gone for so long that everyone's yeah. clamoring to come back, like WarioWare, like um, what was the other one? I was we were, we were remember, like like Mario Party being back the way it was before, like stuff like that. And that is Nintendo's library. Their their IP is so vast that they can 
Like this is going to be a lot of these games are in the fourth and fifth year of the Switch, and this is like Doug Bowser said in uh, the beginning of the trios. Nintendo is going to reinvent the life, the console lifespan. This is not like the Switch is not going to be a five or six year uh, console like the Wii U was, and like a lot of other previous Nintendo consoles were. This thing, the system's got legs. It's going to go on, and with new hardware, with a revision, it's going to push the Switch even further down. The Switch could be like an eight or nine year, like have an eight or nine year lifespan. And the fact that Nintendo was gave, uh, most of these announcements were tailored for their hardcore fans. Like these games probably aren't going to sell well compared to, like I don't think any of these games aside from Zelda or Mario Party can be in like the top 10 best selling games at the end of the lifespan but like doesn't matter like these are the the types of games that fill in the library like i said earlier like it's it's something only really nintendo has like the 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 ability to do like their 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 well of ip is just so vast and like i just this was like honestly one of my favorite directs in yeah probably since e3 2017 and i was feeling the same way in the sense that I feel like Nintendo, sometimes in the years where they have a massive hit or a massive game, they hide behind that game and use it as a reason to justify not having a lot of releases. So, for example, last year was a very dry year because they were able to hide behind Animal Crossing. And they've done it before with Zelda and with Mario games. And so I think what I really appreciate about this year is there isn't a blockbuster title this year. There is not one blockbuster title this year, but we get a ton of titles, a ton of small ones I'm interested in going back from the beginning of this year, right? Mm -hmm. Like not just now, like we have Game Builder Garage is cool, right? Like that's a cool game they're dropping. They got Skyward Sword, they got Mario Golf, and then you're going to get Metroid, you're going to get Warrior, you're going to get Advance Wars. Like I do think that I prefer this model to them being like, hey, Breath of the Wild 2 and that's our whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm 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 glad we're getting a year without a, bl- a big blockbuster because I feel like it's going to give us time to really focus on like the smaller things and explore. Um, yeah, Gino, do you have any final thoughts to to contribute? Nope, Nintendo wins E3. Change my mind. Okay, we will <laughs> to be continued to be continued on episode twenty one of the podcast. Uh, yep, we'll be out sometime soon. We're hoping to have uh, more people involved in that one, but we'll um, also have the the Microsoft and third party breakdown at some point. Yep, that'll probably yep. come out before twenty one. Um, yeah, absolutely, it will. Um, that one probably won't be as long or as in depth, but we'll we'll get to it. Um, in any case, thank you for tuning in to this E three special podcast. Um. We hope you enjoyed our thoughts. If you have anything to add about how you felt about Nintendo's E3 announcements, um, please share them in our comments. Um, subscribe, like, follow us on Spotify, follow us, um, watch us on YouTube. And, you know, Geno fans, only a few more months. There's only one more slot until we can rub it in your faces. So yep. we're, we look forward to the end of this year where we find out the sixth and final slot and we can stop saying... Geno fans, stop subscribing to us because you will have lost. <laughs> I love it. Um, in any case, thank you for tuning in. Please have a wonderful E3. Play some games. Have fun. Uh, see you soon. See you, everyone. Bye.